You're listening to Rama for Today. I was the first one volunteered. Glory to God. What, said it wasn't your church? What? Oh, yes, they're in the family of God. If they're born again, they're in the family of God. Amen. If I attended somebody's church and they were looking for folks to help mow the yard, to sweep the floor, I'm the first one volunteered. See, if you'll do that, God will use you somewhere else. But if you're going to wait, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm going to wait. You know, God opens up something big. You'll be sitting around 100 years now if you live that long. And if God did open something big, you couldn't do it anyhow. Because it takes big folks to be big, do big things. And big folks uh, will do little things. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, The ABCs of Bible Faith next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. The little fella uh, that, uh, and he called his name, that got saved last year, you know him? I said, uh, I don't know who you talk. Oh, he said uh, he had a severe heart condition. He was an agnostic. Oh, I said, yeah, I remember him, I remember well, he said he got saved here and baptized with the Holy Ghost and he got healed. He went back to the same heart specialist and he couldn't find a thing wrong with his heart. In fact, he said, you've got a brand new heart. He said, that doctor told him, said, I'll tell you one thing, somebody up there likes you. <laughs> well, he said, uh, right on the same street, just two blocks down the street was Assembly of God Church. Said he went down there and joined the Assembly of God Church. Didn't bother the Foursquare pastor at all. You know, we ought to be so concerned where folks go as long as we can get them in the kingdom. I said, we ought to be out for the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But he said, he goes down there to church and he said, but he called me and and told me about his testimony and he wants to see you. I said, fine, fine, fine. And so we saw him and fellowship with him and he's still on fire for God and in health. Hallelujah. Well, you see, that was an unusual experience, but it's absolutely the truth. You can argue all day long with him whether there's a God or not, never prove to him there's a God. You could argue with him all day long and debated with him whether the Bible is the word of God or it isn't the word of God. It's true or it's not true. But I'll tell you the truth about the matter. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And I just said, Lord, take that verse. I didn't give him any more, but that verse is enough. Glory to God. Take that verse and open his heart. How did he get faith to be saved? I mean, an agnostic, not even sure there is a God. Don't know when I believe it. Well, it was the word that did it. And the Holy Ghost took that word. In fact, the word of God is already anointed. Amen. The word of God is alive. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hebrews 4.12 said, the word of God, the word of God is quick, alive. That's what it means, quick, alive. Amen. Sometimes, you know, somebody said, well, I cut my, my, my fingernail, you know, down to the quick, you know. Well, you should cut your nail. You got down there, you know, where there's alive, where you felt it, you see. And so that's what it means. Quick. He, uh, the word of God is quick and powerful. It's quick. It's alive and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing asunder of spirit and soul. And that one little verse I gave him, got down there, bless God, and divided asunder his spirit and soul. Over in his soul was his intellect arguing and fussing. But it divided his spirit from his soul and his spirit, bless God, came to know God. Can you say amen? Amen. Well, then how does faith come to be filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost? Same way it comes to be saved by hearing what the Word of God has to say on the subject. You know, in my own individual case, 
I was saved, and you know, I, I never, the thought never occurred to me to doubt when it comes to salvation. Now, why? Well, I'd heard it preached all my life. I've gone to Sunday school and church all my life. I cannot remember the first time I ever went to church. I, I have no recollection in my lifetime of not going to church. I can't remember the first time I went to church. I just brought up in church. I can't remember the first time I prayed. I prayed all my life. Now, that don't make you a Christian because you went to church and because you prayed. Because I prayed, and I prayed every night. I said my prayers and even read the Bible. But on the bed of sickness at 15 years of age, I come to find out I've never been born again. I got born again. But when I did call upon the Lord, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The thought never occurred to me, he might not hear you. Now why? I'd heard all my life the scriptures on the subject. And I believed them. And so the thought, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know how to relate to people that have so much doubt about, about, about salvation. And then after they got saved, the thought has never occurred to me in 50 years, 51 years. I was born again this past April the 22nd, 51 years ago. Hallelujah, in the south bedroom, 405 North College Street, Saturday night, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock. And from that day to this, in 51 years, the thought never occurred to me, you might not be saved. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're not saved. The thought never occurred to me, if Jesus was to come, you might not make the rapture. That thought never occurred to me. Never occurred to me. Well, if the devil bothers so many people, why don't he bother you? He knows I know the word. And just, you know, the devil gets tired. You know, the, the Bible calls the word the sword of the spirit. And I've taken that sword, you know, and put him on the run so much till he, he won't come around. He, he gets tired of that. Amen. And if you knew the word, you wouldn't be bothered either with that. Are you listening to me? You would put him on the run with the word. Amen. Because the word is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Well, you know, when it comes to salvation, I'd heard that preach and you birth, so I'm born again. Child of God. Then I was healed. And I'll get into that in a moment about how faith comes for healing. And I didn't know anybody in all the world, you know, personally that believed in healing except me. I really thought I'd found something in the Bible that didn't anybody else know anything about. There's nobody preaching healing on the radio. I didn't hear anybody. I said, this radio didn't have any TV. The churches I went to, there wasn't any full gospel. And if it said full gospel, it wouldn't mean a thing in the world to me. Church in our town. But thank God I was healed. And I witnessed to folks that I was healed. But then the year after I was raised up from the bed of sickness, somebody came to our town put up a tent, started a meeting, called it full gospel. Didn't mean a thing in the world to me. I didn't go to the services. I, was go I went back to high school and was finishing my school and then working in the church. I had something going almost every night. I, I worked with the youth. I, I taught Sunday school. I, I, I did anything, anywhere the door, anybody. I mean, if I attended some church, didn't make me, in fact, I was teaching Sunday school in the church I didn't even belong to. I belonged to First Baptist Church. I was teaching Sunday school in East McKinney Christian Church. And they wanted me to pastor it at 18 years of age. And I, I, I spoke, you know, to the uh, uh, youth, the Christian endeavors, the youth movement among the disciples of Christ, you see. And, and, and wherever the door opened, somebody would see me on the street and said, Kenneth, we, uh, you know, so-and-so was supposed to speak to our youth group this week, our young people in our church, and, and, and we don't, uh, you know, something emergency had arisen, they can't make it. You know anybody we could get? I said, I sure do. He said, who is it, me? 
Praise the Lord, just volunteered. I'd go visit a church. I'm not a member there. And the pastor said, I remember one pastor, he said they wanted to do some work on the church, you see, carpenter work. And, and, and how many would, I was the first one, volunteered. Glory to God. Watch that, it wasn't your church. What? Oh, yes, they're in the family of God. If they're born again, they're in the family of God. Amen. If I attended somebody's church and they were looking for folks to help mow the yard, to sweep the floor, I'm the first one, volunteered. See, if you'll do that, God will use you somewhere else. But if you're going to wait, oh, I couldn't do that. I'm going to wait. You know, God opens up something big. You'll be sitting around 100 years now if you live that long. And if God did open something big, you couldn't do it anyhow. Because it takes big folks to be big, do big things. And big folks uh, will do little things. Amen? Amen. Now, when I heard these full gospel people, though, believed in and preached divine healing, man, I just dropped everything. In fact, I canceled out something. I canceled this church work I had that night. It could be canceled. I canceled it and went. Man, when I found out they believed in the divine healing, because I'd been standing by myself alone as a teenager. I just welcomed with open arms. And we were just having a high heel of time of fellowship. And during the revival, there's 465 people saved. And the man preached healing, laid hands on folks, anointed them with oil. And they started the church. They built a tabernacle out of that. And these 465 members. And uh, I, I, every chance I'd get, I'd, I'd go to their services. And it wasn't too long until the pastor that came, he started the preaching about being baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. Boy, I sure turned him off when I heard that. Because being good Baptist, I knew when you was born again, you have the Holy Ghost, and that's it, period. Well, that's partly true and partly untrue. You do have the Holy Ghost. He is in you, witnessing that you are a child of God. Hallelujah. But brother, sister, it's one thing to be born of the Spirit, and another thing to be filled with the Spirit. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And so I decided, I said to myself, I'll put up with a little fanaticism to have a little faith, fellowship around faith and healing. I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right, but I do not believe in that tongues business. And so I was planning on entering Baptist seminary in the fall and I was walking down the street in my hometown. Now, I didn't listen to what those folks said. When they got off on that, I shut my ears, like you do when the announcements are made. <laughs> but I was walking down the street in my hometown on the eighth day of April, 1937. The eighth day of April, 1937, was on a Thursday. See, if anybody ever asks you, you know now, you can tell them about it. And I was thinking about this. I said, Lord, who's right about this? And I told him what the Baptist said. And then I told him about some Baptist that said there is an experience subsequent to salvation called the Baptist and the Holy Ghost, but you don't speak with tongue. And then I told him what the Pentecostals said. Well, you see, I have the Holy Ghost in me. And John the Apostle in his first epistle, not gospel, but epistle in the second chapter, made this statement calling the Holy Ghost the anointing abideth in you and he teacheth you all things. So when I said that to the Lord, then the anointing, the Holy Ghost in me said, uh, 
He knew I knew because at, at this time I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. He said, uh, what does Acts 2, 39 say? I said, well, it said the promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer is the six-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, The ABCs of Bible Faith, for the special radio price of $29. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Yes. You need to save the date for the Call to Arms Men's Conference, November 4 and 5, Thursday and Friday, right here on the Rama campus. Uh, myself and my son, Craig, we're the host. Mm-hmm. But for all the details, just go to rama.org and you can find out everything about it. But I just wanted to mention yes. it so you can mark it on your calendar and start getting ready and getting ready to go. Hey, That's maybe right. a bunch of you, bunch of the guys. I know a lot of the guys from the different churches get together. A lot of guys that are friends, they get together. Mm-hmm. They all come together. We have a great time. So, hey, put that down on your calendar right now. So, you know, ladies, we always have to do things for our husband anyway. So you go and registered register them for call to arms. Yeah, yeah, just yes. go to rama.org, okay? Yes. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.